Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hi, everyone. It's Rebecca Whitman. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm your host today, and I'm so happy to be coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. Today, we have a very meaningful episode with a special guest, Christina Maglino. It's all about healing your mother wound. And I wanted to kind of just set the stage and give you some background information about how important healing your mother wound is. So the mother wound is the generational pain inherited and passed down between grandmothers, mothers, and daughters. According to epigenetics, the trauma endured by our ancestors affects our DNA or it could be it could be ancestral pain or like holocaust pain that's what my family inherited or it could just be from your mother and grandmother internalizing the patriarchy and now we're becoming free of that and we're going to talk more about that in the interview with Christina so these are signs that you have a mother wound and i think everybody has healing to do around this mother wound the first thing is feeling the pressure to be perfect i know we talk a lot on the show about perfectionism that could be coming from the mother wound because your mother expected you to be a certain way. The second thing is caretaking to the point of exhaustion. I know that mothers teach daughters that being it's selfish to do self-care and it's great if you put everybody else's needs above yours, then you're being a good woman, a good mother, a good wife, a good daughter. So when you're working yourself to the point of overwhelm and exhaustion, you might be in your mother wound. 
The third thing is not actualizing your full potential out of fear or disapproval. So when we're so scared about failing because we care more about what other people think about us than what we think about us and what God thinks about us, then we are in our mother wound. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about us. Go for it. The next thing is feeling pressure to live your mother's dreams and not being authentic to your own dreams. I know that my mother told me the way to be successful is to either be a doctor or lawyer or marry one. And I felt a lot of pressure to do that. And it took a lot of inner strength and work to say, hey, wait, I don't want to be a doctor, lawyer, marry one. I want to forge my own path. But a lot of people are actually living out their parental, their parental narcissistic fantasy of what they should be. And they don't feel the freedom they could. Another uh, sign that you're in your mother wound is resentment or bitterness toward your own children. They're like, oh, my kid cost me so much money. I'm not getting any sleep. Complaining about your kids taking so much time. Complaining that your kids are, are preventing you from living your fullest life in your dreams. That could be living in your mother wound. Needing your mother's approval for life choices. I know I, my first marriage, I was getting married on a Sunday and I would not introduce my mother to my ex-husband until five days before the wedding. Like they were in town, the, you know, the venue had been paid for, everything was in order and they did not meet him until five days before because I was so worried that my mother would talk me out of marrying him and I was bound and determined to get married. So if you need your mother's approval to make a major life choice, you're probably in your mother's in a mother wound. Another thing is unrealistic expectations and relationships. So if our mother didn't meet our needs as a child, we have a feeling of always needing and wanting more, 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 more in our relationships. And it's just a feeling of what I call never enoughism. Whatever somebody does, it's just never enough. We need more, 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 more time, more gifts, more compliments, more appreciation. We need them to do more around the house. And this is from the mother wound. Another thing is being relentlessly needy, which is what I was just saying, being relentlessly needy with others. So when you're needy, you are in your mother wound because no other human being can, can fulfill our needs. It's an inside job. Of course, it's okay to ask for your needs to be met in relationship, but I'm saying your deep, inner, soulful, psychic needs of feeling happy, of feeling whole, of feeling complete. Another person cannot do that for you. That's codependent. That fulfillment comes from your oneness with yourself with the universe, with God. Then another thing is playing small and feeling unsafe to take up space. So women in the patriarchy are taught to don't talk too loud, don't have a strong opinion, you know, be tiny in the space, keep your legs crossed and everything contained. You don't want to, you know, cause any waves or make any commotion. You don't want to take up too much space. That is the mother wound because if women take up too much space, oh my God, then they're not going to be feminine. Then a man's not going to want her. She's not going to get married. She's not going to become a mother herself. So you better play small. Having weak boundaries and low self-worth because when you're in your mother wound, you are scared to set boundaries because you fear disapproval because people pleasing is part of being a good woman. 
And if you displease someone by setting a boundary, then you are not a good woman. Inability to practice self-care. As I mentioned before, in the mother wound, self-care is selfish, but self-care is everything. We've talked about this many times on the show. Women, we can't pour from an empty cup. So if we're showing up overwhelmed, exhausted, and depleted, we cannot shine our light and be our best self. So self-care is so important to practice. Allowing abusive treatment from others. So when we're in our mother wound, it's okay to have people verbally and emotionally and abuse us and not stick up for ourselves because we, again, we don't want to displease. We're approval seeking. We don't want to cause any waves. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But women, in order to step into your power, we do not accept abusive words or emotional abuse from anyone. I don't care if it's a man, a coworker, or a friend, or even a dog. We just don't accept it. So it's okay to stand up for yourself. Not feeling good enough. I think that is a huge wound that almost all women have that's carried down from generation to generation is I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to get my dream job. I'm not good enough to have my dream relationship. I'm not good enough to have a healthy, strong, fit body. I'm just not good enough. And that is a huge wound that is carried down. And finally, having coping mechanisms and addictions, whether it's shopping addiction, drug addiction, alcoholism, eating disorders that are based on internalizing gender-based hatred and violence toward women. So we are going to go to a commercial break. I'm so excited, you guys. She's a dear friend of mine. She's a thought leader. She's a spiritual goddess. Her name is Christina Miglino. After this commercial break, she's going to talk about all the work she does around healing this mother wound. So this is Rebecca Whitman. I'm hosting the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We're coming to you live from Bold Brave TV. Watch these commercials and come back because I can't wait for you to meet my guest, Christina. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy easysense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation author radio show host and coach john m hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective build confidence find clarity achieve goals john m hawkins new book Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. 
He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We're taking you from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we're live at the Bold Brave TV network. Today, we're talking to our guest, Christina Miglino. She's going to be talking about how to heal your mother wound. Christina is a mystic, a healer, a spiritual leader, and she is known for her program, Journey to the Great Mother. She hosts a podcast called Collaborations with Spirit. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. This is so fun. It's so great to have you here. And I know that we met, I can't believe, three years ago in 2019. And you were coaching a leadership training program that I went to. And we were just always kind of on different teams and doing different activities. So we never really had a chance to connect. And when we talked last week, it was just such a beautiful conversation that I was like, I've got to have you on my talk show and share you with my audience. Oh, yeah, it was really interesting because I always felt you there. I was like, I want to connect to this woman. How do I get to do that? And here we are three years later. It just took us some time. Yeah, it's, it's all in divine timing. So welcome to the show. So let's hear your story. How did you get into the work that you're doing and how did you become this healing force of helping women heal their ancestral trauma with their mothers? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, there's a couple of different moments in my life that I could say were the start of it. Um, I want to speak specifically, since we're really talking about the mother wound, I want to speak specifically to my journey with my mother. So as far as becoming like a spiritual teacher, gosh, I would have never, you know, I I would have never named myself that, but it sort of has been (laughs) the path that I keep being brought to, if that makes sense. Um, Many times I think we wake up and realize, oh, I didn't mean for this to necessarily happen, but this is exactly what my soul was needing and wanting and how I could serve. So I won't go into it too much, but I had a near-death experience when I was eight years old, and I was a really Catholic little girl, and a lot of what you described, I was like, oh yeah, working through that my whole life, right? Um, and I, I got really sick. I went into uh, an evening where I was in so much pain that I could really surrender into the pain. If you've ever had that level of like physical pain, sometimes it's like, okay, whatever I have to do to release this, right? And when I was little, I just had this experience where I left my body and I, I was essentially dying. But in the process of that, I saw angels. They appeared to me. So it was sort of this interesting experience where, you know, you hear people say this, right? And the fact that I can recall it, you know, and it was such a young age, I feel like there's something there, right? This is sort of from a very young age. It was like, well, if you're, you know, you have to be in your body to go help people. So you can't actually go. 
but we're here revealing ourselves to you, that you have this connection, that you have this support and you'll help other people, right? So I'm this little kid going like, what do I do with this? You know, I'm like kind of brought back into my body and long story short, end up finding ways of healing, you know, healing and, and moving on. And many years later, through an abusive relationship, which so often our relationships are the things that catalyze us, yeah. right? A new place in our own lives. So abusive relationship, terrible, felt like, you know, talk about the mother wound. I was replaying so many patterns that now I look back and go, I knew that they were so heavy and so deep that they were mine, but I didn't understand then what I understand now about epigenetics and how things get passed down. So at the time I ended up going to, you know, as we do, it has to hurt really bad. And then we go seek the help that we really need. And I went and met a shamanic healer. And that was really how my journey started with healing this wound, right? One after another, after another, and, um, how, you know, eventually that got to how do I heal my relationship to my mother? Because I'm very close to my mother. In fact, we teach Journey to the Great Mother together. 20 years ago, I wouldn't have thought that was a good idea. And now it's extraordinary. I would say, you know, because of my personal work and because she's been on a very personal journey as well, that we've been able to heal so much. Uh, individually and together, you know, that we're here now. So that was a lot, but. <laughs> no, that's perfect. So I think part of becoming a woman, at least in Western culture, I don't know if it's in other like indigenous cultures, is having this kind of disdain for your mother. And like, but yet there's like this hallmark version, like, oh, you know, mothers and daughters are best friends and they like run all over town like sisters. But you know, that was not my experience at all. And through researching uh, the topic of the mother wound for the show, I think I realized from my own relationship with my mother that I had to distance myself because I didn't want to take on her mother wound. So what is your opinion of why teenage girls have this disdain for their mother or have to like pull away in such a dramatic way? That's a great question. And, and there's a couple layers to that. You know, one is exactly what you're talking about, that I think that we're brilliant at a very young age, even if we don't know how to articulate what we're sensing. Sometimes we know we need to get away from some of the woundedness and we don't know necessarily yet. We don't have the tools to shift it within us. Right. Which is really what I teach people to do, because there is a level of um, stepping out of it that we can do, which can be really healthy because what it does is allow us space to do our own healing, to do our own thing. We can't actually separate from the mother wound, even if we think we can, which we, we learn over time. You know, the other thing about, you know, young women eating right away is simply that you know, especially you're speaking about Western culture, right? I mean, I grew up in the West as well. So my experience was we don't have great, uh, you know, initiations into womanhood. Okay. We don't necessarily, not all of us, some of us have been brought up that way, but we don't necessarily have these moments where we say, let's celebrate that, you know, you started your period or your moon. Some people call it, let's talk about that. Let's 
celebrate that you're becoming, you're blossoming, you're starting to find your voice, you know, you're starting to see yourself as part of the greater community. We don't really do that. So I think the the reaction sometimes for young women is like, well, kind of F you, you know, like I'm going to go do that, you know, because nobody's even acknowledging the work of be- being a teenager is a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of change really, really fast. We have, we're both really smart and really wise and really dumb at the same time. You know, it's like much is going on at that time. But I think there's this piece about, are we receiving the blessing from our mother? Are we receiving the blessing from our father to mature, to grow up, to be a woman who's fully in her womanhood? I didn't, I didn't get that. You know, I mean, as close as I got to that, it was like confirmation in the Catholic church, which for me personally, as much as I loved that when I was very young, it didn't feel like a celebration of me. It felt like you're, you're kind of enacting the things that you're supposed to enact because the church tells you, you need to, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you know, in Judaism, there's a bar and bat mitzvah when you turn 13. But again, that is about the religion and where you fit into the societal construct, but not the individual blooming and coming into their own power, their own intelligence, their own womanhood. So I think that is a great point. So how did you heal your relationship with your mother? Well, it's interesting. We have different answers to this. I, I interviewed my mother recently. I asked her, and it was really beautiful, her, her response. My response is that there was a there was a separation. Like you were just speaking to, I kind of had to step away from my mother. And I did the same thing. And, you know, a lot of it is energetic. You talk about codependency. And there was just such a blur of, like, who am I? If I'm not just thinking about, well, what does my mother need me to be? And that's really what I had to get to. Like, who am I on my own? So, you know, I never, ever thought about this until much later in life. But I went from Washington State, you know, growing up there. Then when I went to college, I went to New York. I was like, I am going to go as far as I can go in the same country Uh, but pretty far away. And that really helped me to start to self-identify and to tease out, you know, codependency on an energetic level is this really overlapping of our energy fields. And we start to really live out, like, as you were saying before, our mother's vision, our mother's dreams, but even, you know, more like corrupt than that. It's our take on that, right? Mm -hmm. So we're, living out something that just doesn't we don't need to be doing that but it it takes sometimes some work to tease ourselves out of the equation but the beautiful thing is if your mother goes off and does her work while you're doing yours you can come together and be best friends so now we're like traveling partners and you know we teach this course together and we have a very strong um sort of honoring of each other's roles if that makes sense where I am very much the daughter she is very much the mother right and I'm a very mothering woman but I don't need to enact that on my own mother I can be the daughter 
in that dynamic. And that feels really, really good. Not all of us get to experience that. Like yours truly. So I have been like the adult child since age 13. And now that I've done some work on myself, I'm very aware when she's making me the parent, when she's like being demanding or needy or asking my advice. And I get to set boundaries and say, no, you're the parent or no, I'm sure you'll come to a great decision. I totally trust your judgment. And it's really interesting uh, just having that awareness that, that, that I am uh, in the parent role reluctantly. Totally. But that's one of the main mother wounds we feel in journey to the great mother, actually, because I see it constantly you know, like the go-getter daughter, and then the mother is really wanting the support, you know, their whole life from the daughter. Yeah, we can talk more about that. (laughs) Yeah, so this has been really fascinating. I am so excited to talk to you more about how we heal our ancestral trauma. Now that we kind of know what it is, you know, we're going to talk about some great tools when we get back from the commercial break. My name is Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balance Beautiful and Abundant Show. Today, we're talking about how to heal your mother wound. The point of the show is to go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And healing this mother wound can give you way more pep in your step and more energy. So we're coming to you live at the Bold Brave TV network. We're going to go to a really quick commercial. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, like a, a flow inside, you know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of The Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, hope, and support for caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com. Hello. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are still talking to Christina Meglino about the mother wound. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman, live at the Bold Brave TV network. So, Christina, what are the three rings of consciousness? I love that you're bringing this up. This is so fun. So, the three rings of consciousness are what I, so we work a lot with guides, with spirit guides, and receiving information from my higher self. And one day, it would just it just popped into my head. It was like, oh, this is a way that I can help women understand where they're perceiving their life in the world from. So when I think of consciousness, I think of bands or rings of consciousness. A lot of times people like to say, oh, this is lower, lower vibration or higher vibration. People get that all confused. They don't even know what they're saying. So this is helpful to think of it as not, not like, um, you know, it's not like steps on a staircase. It's like these are rings of consciousness that we kind of jump around to in our life and in our awakening and our, you know, awakening our spirit. So the first ring of consciousness is the ego. I mean, this is all going to be like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to say, oh, that makes sense. So the ego, when we're in the ego consciousness, we can't see outside of ourselves. So it's a particular way of understanding the world, right? If we're, for example, if we're somebody, <coughs> like we've had trauma, but we haven't really known how to get support or we haven't sought support and our nervous system is always kind of triggered, then we're probably going to live in that ego consciousness most of the time. You know, it's, it's a, it can be a very uncomfortable place to be. Now, over time, as we do our healing work, of course, we go to the second ring of consciousness, which, you know, sometimes I call them like the little eye and the big eye can call them different things. But the second ring of consciousness really is about you're able to perceive how you are interacting in the world and how someone outside of you is interacting with you. So it's sort of, you know, you can think of it almost as expansion too. like energetically, I could be just able to be with myself, right? I see everything right. anyone says is personal, right? Every, every world is about me. Then the next ring of consciousness so is the what second is the one is called expansion. Um, it's the, I don't remember exactly what I called it on the podcast, but it, it's the interaction, right? right it's interaction. interaction. Okay. Or, or relationship, you know, so there's ego or I, and then there's relationship to someone else, which means all of a sudden I get that what you say to me isn't about me. Right. Right. It's about you. Right. Or vice versa. So it expands my ability to kind of like see the world around me a little bit, understand, relate to people. This is a space where we can start to learn empathy and compassion, right? We start to kind of like grow that within ourselves. And the third ring of consciousness, of course, is the one, right? It's the all. It's the place where I start to live my life like all is spirit or all is one or the way that I treat you is how I'm actually treating myself. There's no difference. So it's interesting to be able to see in any moment oh where am I in this like where am I jumping around to right now you know and where do I want to be because we can practice being in these other places too yeah 
Oh, that's so great. I think I go through all three every five minutes. You do. That's the truth. Everybody does. You know, we actually do. But the awareness of it is so supportive, especially if we're trying to heal something as big as our mother wound. You know, noticing like if I if I always hear myself saying, well, it's because my mother A, B and C. That's actually really standing in a place of victimhood. It's not a very powerful place. You know, it's very much the ego saying me, me, me. Well, okay. And it's fair. I'm not saying, you know, all of us have been uh, parented in some interesting ways, right? Like, it's okay if we have those feelings, but it's even better if we notice that we have them and we say to ourselves, well, what can I do inside of myself that I actually have a different perception of this relationship to my mother, right? Because I'm not going to change my mom. It's about reframing it, right? Yeah, it's people don't change. We we change, but it's funny because when we change our perception of people and how we relate to them, sometimes they end up changing inadvertently. When we like give up and like, you know, this person's not going to change, so I just I'm going to work on my perception of them and just be more loving and not take it personally. Sometimes they actually shift. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, it's incredible how much we we affect one another, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Huge. I've seen it over and over again. Now it's wild, you know, women coming in to work with me saying, I want to be friends with my mom, but I can't even stand being around her. We have this really tumultuous relationship on and on and on. Right. Then we work on shifting perception and also healing, uh, healing generationally. And then they come out of it and they're like, I healed my relationship with my mother. You know, they could, I mean, they could really have taken that to the, their deathbed. Like many people do, you know? And so, but we're, we're the ones who have the opportunity to really genuinely shift it, you know, permanently. It's funny. My brother had like a many, many years of resentment and tumultuous relationship with my mother and he had my mother on his podcast and my, my brother's a psychotherapist. So he interviewed her as if he was interviewing anyone else on his podcast from a psychological perspective. And he understood her mother wound. I didn't know that the weather wound was called that till I prepared for this podcast, but he understood her generational trauma from being a daughter of a Holocaust survivor. And after that interview, he was able to spend time with her. He was able to be friendly with her. It, it changed their whole relationship. Wow. That is beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's incredible. And that's, that is just the beginning, right? Like they had a conversation, right? So imagine if you were dedicating a certain amount of your time to like, okay, I'm going to the root of this because the root of it, you know, The truth is the way that your mother and your brother were interacting has little to do with them, especially because you shared that she was a Holocaust survivor. So the energy of what happened of the absolute. Her mother was a Holocaust survivor, which that trauma was carried to my mom. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That makes sense in the timeline. But yeah, so she experienced what it was like to have a mother who survived something that most of us can't even imagine, Mm -hmm. right? So what happens is when there are really big, this is really interesting. So I'll speak about it like this. 
in generations, there is something that is passed down, and epigenetics is finally speaking to this. It's very cool. But there is love and life force energy. That's the way I talk about it. It's passed from one generation to the next. That makes sense, right? We're being born, have life force energy that's coming down this line. I like to think of it as like this pose of love and light that's there whether we're alive or not alive anymore. When there are really traumatizing events or experiences in the line, in a generation, there's a kink that's made in this hose of love and light that can be... Mm. The kink is this... It creates this buildup of energy. To that trauma, even generations later. So somebody... You could have someone, you know, I'll just make something up here. Someone experiences, you know, there's a suicide in the family. Well, one, suicide is rarely talked about after it happens. because It's so sad, so heartbreaking. And a lot of times people go, don't talk about that person in our family. They brush it under the rug because it's intense, right? And it brings stuff up for people. So we forget about it as if the energy of that can be forgotten about. The issue with that is three generations later, the child is suicidal. Now, I'm just, this is just an example, right? right? We go, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What happened to them? What was the thing in this lifetime that created this? Something like suicidal ideation isn't always created in that lifetime. So it could be a literal response to that uh, relative that had the experience generations before. But if we are okay to acknowledge that past and the history and sort of get right with that, we might miss it all together, right? We might miss the opportunity of what is arising to be healed. Not wild. I mean, it's just like, whoa, we're really responding to the past all the time. And this is actually scientifically proven through epigenetics that we carry that memory or trauma in our DNA from mother to child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not all going to be one way, right? It's just a little more. I think science over time is going to be able to figure out a lot more of this. But this is very new to recognize that things are passed down. That DNA also isn't set. It can turn on and off. Right, like we have the ability to shift energy. That's what it says. How wild is that, right? That we could shift energy by connecting to the root. This is what I help women see. It's all through intuition and working in the quantum field. You can feel what happened. You might not know the details, right? You might not know the details of what your grandmother went through. But I'm telling you right now, if I gave you a couple of my tools, you would figure out exactly what it was like. And then by recognizing and acknowledging what happened, that shifts energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That alone shifts energy, acknowledging that person. Over and over again, I've seen it. You know, things pop up and people go, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, my grandmother lost her first child in this traumatic event. Well, do we think that that just goes away? It doesn't. You know, especially when things get repressed and suppressed. And historically, we try to hide things, you know, even, even culturally or 
large groups of people, we sort of hide away things in our history. Like, let's forget that happened. You know, it's not like that. Energy doesn't work like that. We can't just cut it out of the system, you know? So the energy is still there. It's just changing your relationship to it. Yes, exactly. Well, and a lot of it is it's revealing it. It's bringing it to the surface. Much like a lot of what's going on in our world today is, you know, people are going, oh, my gosh, is it the apocalypse? Is it over? Like some really, really sad and hard things are happening in the world right now. It surfaces because we are we can't detach from our history, no matter how much we we would love to or we, you know, create amazing things or inventions of the future, no matter how much we dream that up. It's completely related to the healing we've done around the past and how we treat each other. We actually can't separate them. And I know people want to think like, if I just forget, if I just, you know, get away from this, and I'm not saying you need to always have, you know, it's not always that we, we real time heal every relationship. That's not what I'm saying. Right. We can do the healing of it. We don't necessarily have to have the, you know, the connection in this life that we thought we would, you know, but we can still heal anything inside of ourselves and it can actually shift the past and it can shift the future. It can shift the potential of our children, which is like amazing, you know? Yeah. So speaking of what's happening in the collective, we are as a world having a dark night of the soul why is the dark night of the soul important for both the individual and the world's transformation? Yes. So the dark night of the soul, again, it's sort of like we can't just go into love and light and forget about the rest. So tell us what is, I think my listeners might not know, what is the dark night of the soul? The dark night of the soul is, you know, that it's interesting. Thomas Merton, who really was like a Christian mystic, is the one I believe who first coined that the dark night of the soul. It's sort of a reckoning with your life. I don't know if you've ever had those uh, days or nights or sometimes weeks where you feel like I can't go on. I ha I'm in so much pain and this might just be emotional pain that I feel like I'm being ripped apart. Mm -hmm. What's happening to me? You know, one day my life feels like everything's fine. And now I feel like I'm either going to die or something's massive has to change. Right. Yeah. That's dark. Well, I've been there. <laughs> right. Exactly. We all kind of have, we know what that feels like. We all do, you know, whether some of us are just really good at pretending or, you know, we're able to talk about it. But I think we know this energy pretty well at this point. And the collective absolutely is going through that. You know, it's like, this is the dark night. Like how many, you know, school and public shootings can happen in the United States before we, we just say what's happening, which is there's, there is a disruption happening of our day-to-day -day world. It's a disruption. It's asking us to pay attention what isn't working right now? What isn't working about, you know, how much child abuse there is in this country that we don't talk about? What is not working about our school system and how we put, you know, kids of color on the prison, school to prison pipeline? We just call it that. We're like, oh, yep, certain kids, we red flag them very young, right? 
all of its trauma. If we don't address the root, we are going to create monsters and destruction and war. We'll continue to repeat the cycles we've seen from the past. And they don't work. They don't work. They just keep, if we just perpetuate it, it just keeps going this way. So it's getting our attention, you know, I think primarily. Yeah, I mean, there has been over 300 mass shootings this year in the United States. And like something's got to change. It's absolutely got to change. I feel like energetically, it's like Star Wars. It's like the light force and the dark force are like going at it. And hopefully, I know love always wins, but wow, the dark force is putting up quite a battle. So uh, it's been uh, really just a really challenging time in human history. So I know that you have a really exciting course coming up, The Journey to the Great Mother. Tell us a little bit about the course and how you help women go through their mother uh, healing process. Yes, it's so amazing, this course, because, you know, Rebecca, you've taught many courses and things as well. And so you know what it's like when you create something and it works. You like somehow you lock all these teachings in and all these tools and you realize women are having massive results. So we've had incredible results. We've had incredible miracles happen, like healings happen on these calls that in a million years I have ever known this was possible. Um, but the, the program is essentially seven weeks. It's virtual. Really what Rebecca shared about the mother wound, if any of that resonated with you, you know, this is the type of work you could be doing um, to really heal that. That is awesome. Well, we are going to cut to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to tell our guests how they can stay in touch with you because you have so much awesome wisdom to share with people. And I'm so excited for them to find you on social and get involved in your community. My name is Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We're talking about how to go from burned out, overwhelmed, exhausted to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. We are coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. We're going to have our last commercial break of the show and come right back. We'll see you in a couple minutes. The opiate epidemic has reached crisis levels, and with so many families affected by addiction, opiate-related drug overdoses, and death, the time is now to have a real constructive conversation about addiction that could lead to better prevention, treatment, and recovery. Alan Charles, author and keynote speaker on drug abuse and prevention, presents The Alan Charles Show. Alan brings a message of hope, sharing his unbelievable story of surviving a 24-year addiction to cocaine and highlights from his memoir, Walking Out the Other Side, an addict's journey from loneliness to life. His raw honesty and courageous heart breaks the stigma of addiction and offers a unique perspective into the mind of an addict. Join Alan each week as he brings his listeners to a true understanding of the grip of addiction. It is only with this understanding that we can begin to heal. The Alan Charles Show, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network. Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. 
Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. Welcome back. My name is Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We are live at the Bold Brave TV network, and we are just finishing our wonderful conversation with Christina Miglino. Christina, where are you hanging out online? How can people find you? Yeah, well, first of all, I have a podcast called Collaborations with Spirit. You can find that anywhere that you check out podcasts. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot doing reels and sharing a lot about the mother wound. So Christina Maglino is my handle. You can find me there. And those are the main spaces right now that I am. You'll see my link tree link on both of those uh, spots and you can check out the courses. You can check out my email list. Um, It's all available right there. When is your next journey to the great mother course? It begins August 17th. It's a Wednesday. It's in the morning. And we meet for about an hour and a half each session to sometimes two hours for seven weeks. And how do you divide up the teaching between you and your mom? You know, it's really my course and I invited her in. So it's this really sweet thing where I kind of teach it, but then my mother, like I kind of hand her the mic, you know, when she has something to say or she can add to something and we run a lot of our we do um, some ceremony and some healing together where we're doing it at the same time with the women. It's really, really powerful. That is so beautiful. Well, Christina, this has been an amazing conversation as I knew it would be. And I know you rearranged your schedule to be here because we wanted to have this conversation on 7-7, which is such a potent number for just life and spirituality. That's why I have my seven pillars of abundance and my seven pillars of attraction So it's so great to talk to you on such a special day. And thank you for all your wisdom and all the work you've done on the healing with your mother wound and just bringing this uh, knowledge to my community has been wonderful. So thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to seeing you really soon online. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So guys, I have some great events coming up uh, next week on July 14th, one week from today at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. I will be a speaker at the WIN conference. This is an international women's conference. I'm going to be speaking about how to be abundant, how to be balanced, how to do everything that we talk about on the show, how to get away from burnout and overwhelm so you can live a fulfilled life and have alignment between the seven pillars of abundance. They are spirituality, fitness, emotional life, romance, mindset, social life, and financial 
definitely check out the link in the link tree so you can get your ticket for that. If you're in the East Co- on the East Coast, you can go in person. It's going to be an amazing conference to do in person with tons of incredible women speakers. Or you can do the virtual conference on Eventbrite. There's a ticket link for that. And I know the virtual tickets are very, very inexpensive. So definitely check that out. I have a free masterclass called the five steps to create your six figure side hustle. So maybe you have a passion that you want to turn into profit. Maybe you have no idea what your side hustle is going to be, but you just know that you feel that you're in a job that does not fulfill you. That is soul sucking or boring, or you've been doing it long enough. Definitely check out my free 45 minute masterclass. It's going to give you five simple steps to create your six figure side hustle. And again, go to the link tree link in the show notes so you can get that free masterclass. It's really, really going to shift and change your financial life. The next thing that I want to talk about is I am offering a breakthrough call. So sometimes we get stuck. Sometimes we don't know how to get out of a situation. We're we're in a loop with maybe our health. Maybe we feel like we can't lose those 10 or 15 pounds, or maybe we have low energy, or maybe we're in a relationship that is not serving our highest good and we don't know how to get out. So I am offering a free breakthrough call. It's 45 minutes. I open up my schedule three times a week, no strings attached. I just want to be of service and help you have a breakthrough and get you unstuck. I also have $10 off my collagen. Again, all this is in my Linktree link. It's life-changing, amazing collagen. I have collagen that can help you with fat loss and with anti-aging. It helps your hair, skin, nails, everything. So definitely get your hands on that collagen. I am totally obsessed with it. I won't go a day without it. I travel with it. My mom is on it. My husband's on it. My best friend's on it. Get your hands on that collagen. You will love it. And finally, save the date. We do this every week, same time, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave TV network. Set a recurring date in your calendar. Tell a friend. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, take a screenshot of the podcast. Share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at Rebecca E. Whitman. I will give you a shout out. If you want to share it with a friend, you can share the link directly from the podcast. We are a grassroots movement. We are women and men who don't want to be exhausted and overwhelmed. We want to live our best life and be balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Thank you so much for tuning in to our show this week. We really appreciate our listeners. We will see you next week at the same time with another amazing guest. And until then, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. See you next week. Bye-bye. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman 
feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant. It's cold living, living my life like it's cold living.